This is Alpha Geek Radio. The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Today on Casually Hardcore, Deus Ex Flashima. Wormholes for dummies. No stream for you. Valve wants to give you money via Steam. Not really, but kinda. Cord cutters are kinda smart. Who knew? And open the pre-E3 floodgates. Cortanas. Cortanas everywhere. All of this and more on this episode of Casually Hardcore. Panic, ladies and gentlemen, the casuals have returned, and we are taking control of the internet airways. This is Casually Hardcore, live on alphageekradio.com. For Sunday, the 7th of June, 2015, Casually Hardcore begins, and I am Gnomewise. I am Dexa. And I'm Girl. And wow, you guys are really loud. <laughs> I didn't know Boom! Why did you wait until we went on the air to blow my ears off? I don't know. <laughs> we were all, talking to you before. All part of your evil plan. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. But not with volume. We weren't talking to him with volume. Mm. Oh, is that what it was? You can't handle the volume. That's right. Really, I can't handle the volume, but okay. We'll fix it in post, right? Yeah, funny. You're that, I do. that is the royal we. <laughs> we are not amused. Yeah. We, <sighs> you. <laughs> we, you, we, you, we, you, we, you. Exactly. Crap. See, this is what I get for like trying to pay attention to the radio show. Then I sign into chat as guest. <laughs> ah, you're a dork. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So you are a guest. Consulting yeah. the uh, black void. We'll just uh, wait for the 40 seconds to pass and see if we are still blowing people's ears off. I'm going to talk loud in my radio voice. And why don't you guys join me with that? All right. Talking okay, in then. radio voice. I yeah. don't have a radio voice. There's always a chance the knobs have been moved over here. Yeah, and here as well. He I, likes I, to play with the knobs. <laughs> I don't like to play with them, but somebody likes to play with the knobs. I'm not touching that one, especially because they're not. Somebody's touching it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you stop touching me. Stop touching me. That's the whole point. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's been a little while because of such things as (laughs) Comic-Con. Our uh, son Aridin's graduation and hence lots of -of out-of-town guests. Yes. And I forget what else we've had. That was we had. That was it. Yeah. Aridin's well, graduation took up about three months of my time. So yeah, let's. <laughs> I'm sorry that I could not attend that party, but shit's been going down. Yeah. Uh, you missed a heck of a party. No, though. it looks that way. I'm like, uh, it's like I want to go to Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, I'm trying to uh, 
finish still off all the beer we had left Seriously. over. I will valiantly drive over and help yeah. you with that. Got like still a lot of shock top left, so I'm like, well, I can you definitely can't help you with that. Without uh, orange. Yeah, that's right. And so we had some oranges left over, and I swear to God, it was the hardest orange ever. Like, <laughs> I was taking this knife to it and trying to cut the stupid thing, and like the first orange did not survive. Contact. It was like cycle. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, what are you doing to that orange? Leave us alone. Yes. <laughs> Get the fruit effer 3000 yes. in there. Yes. <laughs> Call Dave uh, and Tycho. They can save us. So, yeah. So, yeah. About last weekend and what yeah. we originally had planned for all of you, because last weekend was not supposed to be a dark weekend. It was supposed to be a weekend of all kinds of Friday, Saturday, and Sunday content. Our Super yeah, heavy content. Yep, our annual live stream of the, the Grand Ballroom of Phoenix Comic Con. And as is their want, they had yet again grown the convention to where they're now consuming the third and final floor of the convention center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had rearranged things quite nicely. I thought they, they had taken what had been the grand ballroom downstairs. It was now registration, which yes. was now physically very distant from the dealer area. So that, that helped with a lot of congestion. They had taken another part of the ballroom and given us something we had not really had a lot of in previous years, which was a big old room of places to sit down and hang out. Right. That was a major improvement. And they also that was really nice. they widened all the aisles in the vendor area. And in front of each of the food vending areas was a big seating area. Another thing that had been missing in previous years, you, there was damn near nowhere to sit at Phoenix Comic Con before this year. They, they, they corrected that in a big way this year. So they, and they also they moved to a new grand ballroom up on the third floor and across the street. And huge room, gorgeous, got up there and... Got, got in with the AV guys and was prepping to live audio and video stream. And went over to the media room to check in with the staff. And like, oh, no, you can't stream this year. I'm sorry. What? what? That, that thing that <laughs> we come here every year to do. Yeah, the, um, the agents of the actors uh, put in a last-minute uh, request slash demand that there be no photography or recording of any kind, specifically in the main presentation hall. So you're going to try to forbid fans from taking pictures or video of the people that they've paid to come see in 2015 after, like, Periscope and... You know, has been released, and Meerkat is out there, and it has yeah. never been easier to live stream on the spot video. Someone well, see, needs to tell them to talk to the music industry about this whole trying to hold back the digital tide thing and how well that worked out for them. But the net result was we were denied access to it and we're not allowed to live stream. So there was nothing live from us for which I apologize, but we did not find out about it until the day of. They, they had sent yeah. out an, an email with this as the final line item in the email. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, and by the way, um, oh and it, it was just two days before the con, so I totally missed that. Um, not that it would have made a bit of difference because the prohibition was what it was. Yep. So good luck with that. And all you've done, you just, you just pissed away a whole bunch of free PR and exposure for your clients. 
Good yeah. job. Not, Pretty much. Not I sure mean, what the the intent is. I mean, I guess we could have told them, well, we're not going to record it. We're just going to stream it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll be happy to delete the uh, files afterwards. <laughs> well, I mean, and the official AV team was in there recording. So. But they don't do anything with their stuff. Yeah. That's my whole point. I mean. Comic-Con, I mean, it, they, they do a lot worst. of things great, but mm-hmm. their AV team is terrible. Like, it, I never know where any of this, all these recordings they do get posted. I don't know if they actually ever do, or snippets get, I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. All I knew is that I, mean, I, I had gotten in with the AV guys and was getting a, going to get a feed of all three cameras, and it was like, awesome, this year's going to be great, and then it all got yeah. shut down. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I was really looking forward to it. Yeah. And there were some good panels in the main ballroom, yeah. and it was going to be awesome. I just, yeah, unfortunately, we were unable to do that for you guys. And maybe next year we can get a little bit more heads up and figure something at, else at out to do. At least know if but we're going to be allowed to do it or not you know, ahead of time so we can keep right. you guys yeah. informed. But. Or, or talk to them and maybe plead a case of, yeah, look, this hey. is what happens in previous years where lots of fans logged in to hear your talent talk yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean geez stan lee crashed our stream come on <laughs> yeah. he, he does that so can i get my shoe back but anyway yeah so anyways we had these passes and we had pretty much nothing to do with them so i took it upon myself to explode on twitter <laughs> and just send pictures of all the cosplay that i could did, did you ever get with the three cosplayers that you missed because you obviously um, got all the rest know, of them. I left early on Sunday, so I, I, I just missed those last three. I just, there was no way. <laughs> <laughs> Never ate I literally day. sent out probably about, in a matter of seven minutes, probably like 30 tweets <laughs> of pictures <laughs> every day. That's how Daxa rolls. But, you know, it got at least some sort of content. That way for all our friends friends out there who cosplay they can you know get some ideas some of my favorite cosplayers were actually the ones that um that just took the costume and just made their own spin off of it you know like a 1920s captain america female captain america or um you know a steampunk hulk oh the really cool ones were the japanese hulk and uh joker and uh they were kind of like from the shogun era um there were some really, really neat costumes. So if you followed, and I kept sometimes I kept forgetting to put Alpha Geek. I tried my best, but yeah. um, I got, I got some of, if you followed that Twitter, there was a lot of good costumes. Yeah. So no shortage of. I mean, the the, the, the cosplayers were on their game as as is usual, and the convention was even bigger. Um, the presentations there was no real central theme this year like previous years they had all of babylon 5 and then the year before they had all of star trek next generation type uh right so there wasn't one big title they had a good assortment of um did you guys get in for edward james almost i did How he was awesome I, I suspected he might be um just from interviews i've seen from him before but i, I didn't i was not able to get down there that day so and strangely there wasn't a recording made of it so i'll never be able to experience oh, that I, content. you'll never see you never hear it how much does that suck you know <laughs> just saying he actually his his panel was more serious than the other panels you know carl urbans was super funny um and he actually spoke a lot about almost human um and there was a lot of everyone else was really funny, but his was a little it was funny, but it was also a pretty serious panel. In fact, I think the thing I came away, the theme I came away with him was um, he basically said he's not he's not uh, an attractive man. 
<laughs> but what makes him as successful as he is, is he's got a lot of dedication and determination. You know, if he's told to be here at nine o'clock, he's there at, you know, nine o'clock or 15 till nine. It's just, he's, he, um, takes his job seriously, whatever it happens to be. And he said, anyone who does that in any position basically will, um, will succeed in whatever they're going for in life. And then, you know, there was a lot of, uh, political statements about, um, diversity and the fact that uh, I, I think it was he threw out some percentages out there about how you know Latinos are like twelve percent or seventeen percent of the population, but only represent like eight percent of the images on TV, whereas African Americans are like twelve percent of the population, yet represent like twenty seven percent of the images mm-hmm. you see on TV. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that is so awesome for them. But I don't understand why if you're going to see a Mexican or you're going to see a movie where the person is a Mexican, the person playing them is not a Mexican or yeah. la- or of any Latino descent whatsoever. So it was a lot of that. I mean, he spoke a lot about that diversity and, and, you know, integrity. And he it was just a really good talk. More serious, though. Right. I did now, take a picture with him. He's super sweet. So did Carl uh, Urban you know, indicate at all that he's uh, shacked up with Katie Sackhoff these days? <laughs> no, I did see the picture of that afterwards, but no, actually, he um he was really really funny. He spoke a lot about um, they had a lot of pranks going on throughout the show. He had a prank war going on with his driver for a while there, um, and his relationship with Michael Ely during um Almost Human, mm-hmm. and how he as much as he loves that show, there's nothing that that he feels was ever going to be done with it anymore because it's such it was such an expensive show, uh. um. It was a good show, but it was such an expensive show that, you know, the people who own the rights to it, Fox jerks, um, won't yep. put that much money into it. So, well, they're not going to have a lot of money, you know, going forward because we're all going to stop watching stuff on their network. In fact, we already have. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. What is this Gotham you speak of? I don't know. I couldn't care less, actually. Keep yeah. waiting. I mean, I don't know. It sure looks like Netflix is rolling in the cash at the moment. Yeah, so. exactly. Who knows? Yeah, go figure. AKA yeah. Jessica Jones screens when? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Not soon enough. Oh, jeez. Mm. Yeah, so so it's, it was he was good though. He was really good. But I took a picture of him prior to his panel with him, and he was literally exhausted. You could see in the <laughs> picture. I I felt like I was holding him up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he was so tired. And the, the convention circuit can be very draining. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's a it's lot of a lot of living out of a suitcase and smiling yep. when you'd much rather be asleep. Yeah. You got to be <laughs> on for all those hours. Um, yeah, I was uh, crazy sick over uh, Comic Con weekend, so I really only got down there to see Jason Momoa's talk, which was good. He's very very personable mm-hmm. guy, very funny. Uh, lots of lots of talk, obviously about. Uh, Cal Drago from uh, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. but uh, some talk about Aquaman. Yes, uh, he really couldn't give us much information other than you know he's really looking forward to it, and he's obviously going to get his own Aquaman standalone movie. I think he said in 2018. Okay, so interesting, but very funny guy. Really, really yeah. laid back and pretty pretty cool. Uh, cool, cool talk. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't bad. He was really good. Um, I'm, just, so, yeah. I, I'm of so many minds on Dawn of Justice that I just yeah. I can't I can't think about it without just getting a headache because yeah. it's just DC 
seems on paper in many ways to be doing a lot of things right. They certainly you know, have handed the, the television properties over to the, the correct people to make that a raging success. Sure. Um, we'll see if they're going to take it a bridge too far with uh, the next spinoff. Uh, I'm a little, little dicey about, what is Heroes of Tomorrow or Legend, yeah. Legends of Tomorrow? Um, but I don't know. I just, I just have tremendous fear that it's going to suck. And really? I, I, I can't put my finger on, other than it, that I feel like they haven't paid their dues. I've said this before, that they're in a big old hurry to catch up to where Marvel got with the Avengers because they're, they're trying to get to their Justice League movie. And how there's what seven or nine movies before the Avengers movie that Marvel did warming up to that, and they've effectively sure. will, will have done two. Yeah, sure. for for Dawn of Justice, you mean between Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, right? So I don't know if they're going to benefit from the fact that Marvel has primed the audience to be willing to cut to the chase to see all the heroes hanging out together. Or if they're going to pay a price because Marvel did the legwork and there'll be a noticeable difference in the quality or the, you know, just the investment in the characters is not going to be there. Cause, but can they overcome that with the fact that you know, Batman's been doing his own movies for eternity, Superman's been at least present enough to you know, never have left our consciousness? The struggle is going to be with these other characters like Wonder Woman, who has never had a decent movie treatment, and Aquaman, right. and... Did they ever reveal if Green Lantern's going to be in the mix, or they're just going to um, ignore? Not that they've said. Not that know. I've heard yet that he's going to be in there. Um, so no, at this time. Because which I think, I mean, overall, it already sounded like a pretty bloated movie. Yeah. Oh God, for, please keep it, keep it, but trim. Maybe I mean maybe it'll work. Maybe introducing Wonder Woman, not like having to go through a backstory or anything, and just having her come out and just being Wonder Woman right off the bat, that may work. Well, they're taking uh, they're taking an interesting approach with her. Indications are she's going to get a trilogy of movies. One of the stories that is floating around, with I don't I don't know how much validity to it is. We will meet modern day uh, Diana in Dawn of Justice. And then over the course of her three movies, we will see her World War II introduction, a 1970s, 80s version, and then the third one will be set in modern times. So actually we'll see her through the eras across her trilogy of movies, which I think is freaking awesome. Wonder Woman needs her own trilogy of movies. She needs her massive backstory told she needs the treatment because we have so few good female superhero heroes. They need to give her the full royal treatment. Right. Uh, That's true. And I hope they do because that sounds awesome because it, it hits all the wacky Linda Carter nostalgia notes of because they did a World War II era t- television series and then they did a 70s era TV series with Linda Carter and I forget who they had playing Steve Trevor. Which was awesome. Uh, which is awesome for a day, and we have all these warm, fuzzy, nostalgia memories about it. So if they can springboard off of that and say, here's your World War II Wonder Woman, kind of like you remember, but more awesome. Here's your 1970s, uh, which they, you know, they, Fox pulled off with Days of Future Past beautifully. Sure. Here's your 70s era Bell Bottoms version that you also kind of remember from Linda Carter. And now here she's arriving in today, and we're going to go forward from here. That gives me all kinds of warm fuzzies and a lot of hope. It makes me a lot more excited than 
Donna Justice does. So I'm not sure what they're doing right with Wonder Woman. Just maybe just the fact that we haven't seen enough of her or any of her at all, and we have seen we've we've gotten our doses of the various Batman treatments and the various Superman treatments. So am I just excited about Wonder Woman because she's new, or just because I love the character? Because the 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 animated series, animated movie treatments they've given Diana have been freaking awesome. Yeah, sure. she's pretty cool in the animated they, series. They I really like do her justice. I love her in. Uh, Batman Superman Apocalypse, where oh, yeah. she and Big and Big Barda are side by side fighting in the gladiatorial arena, mm-hmm. and she is there full Amazon with the buckler and the sword and just nailing. It. I was like, "Yes, give me more like that." That was freaking awesome. Um, and I'm not even a DC fanboy, and and I eat that <laughs> up. So. I think I'm I'm a nascent DC fanboy, and if they do this right, I will I will bloom into full full taking full all taking all comers comic book fandom. <laughs> no more delineation between DC and and Marvel. Whatever. So we shall see. All that being said, that segues into all the cool DC TV that just wrapped up while we were away. Yeah. So Arrow and Flash. Hmm. Came to radically different uh, season enders. Definitely, they yes. were really, really different places in their stories. Um, so Arrow, where we left off, you know, we didn't know, you know how is everybody not gonna die? Right, because they've yeah, been exactly. exposed to the Alpha Omega virus. Yep. And all passed out. And they're all laying down to die. And right. Oliver was had indicated that his stuff was all a ruse, and but he was trapped in the land of well, crap. I can't blow my cover because what we thought we had done to save the world is not at all what he was going to crap. You know, I've been I have been outmaneuvered by the demon's head, which kind of it's kind of what he does. Uh, it's his thing. It's, 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 it's you know his headline. Yeah. Um, so the resolution of that was a little Deus Ex Machina for me, because um, it was it was half and half. One was an, a didn't see it coming because I hadn't thought it through, and the other was oh, and by the way, here comes the Flash to beat up everybody in the building and free our heroes. So you have the Flash coming in with superpowers, just a dose with an excuse to have to, of course, leave immediately and not stay there and solve all their problems for them, which he absolutely could do, which wouldn't make for a very interesting story. And, yeah, yeah. And the why, I agree. the why Aren't We Dead was a kind of a, oh, by the way, I've, I've been slowly touching each of you and giving you the immunity that Malcolm is carrying around. <laughs> Malcolm, bad touch. Malcolm, bad touch. Uh, Malcolm touched everybody yeah. in that room. I mean, that one was, for me, the, the immun- uh, immunity to the Alpha Omega was okay. I, I figured it would be something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So or they'd swap the really, files or something, or who knows. Yeah, It was going to be a shot or, you know, a spray in the face or, or something. Or he, like, you know, yeah, had given them all with it earlier yeah. I don't know <laughs> something I really wasn't that concerned about that <laughs> the flash showing up it was one of those things like hey by the way we still are a very connected universe mm-hmm. I'm here I'm whipping everybody but yeah I completely agree his whole like 
I need to get back to talk to the doctor. To talk who, to this guy who I, have, who I have in prison and can, in prison. can totally wait. Right. And versus the fact that a city is about to die due to, due to a plague. Right. Was a little forced to me. Yeah, I mean, very, that was no, that was kind very of forced. <laughs> that that one they could have solved better by just having him show up at a different time. Yeah, um, and s- something after you know, either prior to them capturing, uh, they should have reversed the order. Basically, yes. they should have had Flash help Arrow first, and then Arrow go help Flash capture. Have him get the call Evil saying, pants. "Yes, Reverse Flash is on the move. You need to get back here." Right, yes. right. That, that, exactly. that, that's such a simple fix to that. Instead, yeah. yes. Arrow. Instead, it was just like, ah, yeah, your city's about to die. Well, Sorry. I gotta go have a talk. Man. And I'm out. <laughs> yep. And uh, I'm out. So that was silly, but nonetheless, you do have uh, Arrow flying off, then um, getting trying to basically kill himself as yep. long along with Roz and the virus and his wife. And he didn't even think wife. about his wife. Yeah. <laughs> And so that doesn't go so well because uh, the demon do demon head is, really is a it. step ahead of you yet again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he gets out. Uh, obviously, Roz escapes the plane with the one parachute on the plane. Uh-huh. <laughs> Seriously. Also, not good for and planning. not to code. Right. And so know, they the uh, code like managed, managed to crash the plane, get it down. Uh, the team all gets back together. Uh, some good. Good scenes there between the team that has obviously felt pretty betrayed the whole latter half of the season. A little bit. By Oliver, uh, especially uh, Diggle. Yeah. Um, and then them coming together, of course, Felicity giving Oliver a bit of a pep talk uh, around, you know, the fact you should probably let your friends help you from time to time. Um, and leads into them basically trying to track down how... Uh, Roz is going to disseminate the virus across uh, Starling City, the, which Roz, for some reason, decides to tell Oliver exactly how he's planning on doing it. Well, no, it. He, 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 he says, I'm going to disperse it from these various sites. So they start looking for people carrying vials of the virus. Right. And then the wrinkle... He, he does throw him a curveball there. With I think, true. So at first when I saw that, I was like, really, really, you're going to tell him exactly that you have four, four... You've yep. got to be sneaky. Maybe it's five. But right. then once it happened, I realized that the reason he did it was because they were going to go attack the he person. Wanted exactly. them to attack and them he wanted them to bleed, bleed. right? right. Uh-huh. So that was the whole point. Yeah. Because so he, had, he, had he, had, he, had, he had infected his people and they were the carriers. And it's, it's, right. blood, it's bloodborne. So as soon as they start beating the snot out of people, hey, guess what? You just started the plague. But but all their carriers knew they were carriers yep. and knew that they needed to do because they all had knives on them. So mm-hmm. again... What value do you get out of your get them being attacked versus them just quietly going off and slitting their throats and bleeding all over the place? The value that you caused it. Yeah, yeah. You I caused it. So. It He's wasn't still... them. They're the evil people. If but they it slit just their all throats, it did was give it. them a chance to figure out and go, oh, wait, we've had this happen once. Let's not do that in the other three. I mean, I, I like <laughs> Malcolm basically flat out executing his guy with a snap neck. Yeah. And being like, well, my guy's down. <laughs> So that was pretty cool. Uh, of course, leading to the uh, final fight between Oliver and uh, Roz on top of a dam, 
where I didn't they kill my wife. Oh, sorry, wrong movie. Go at it once again, but at the same time, the police are there and they have their orders that they're supposed to take them both out. And for some reason, they're waiting for a clean shot mm-hmm. when there's two of them they're supposed to be shooting anyways. I'm not <laughs> right. sure what type of clean, <laughs> clean shot, shot they were looking for. <laughs> I just work here. Like, just start unloading into them. You know, whoever you hit is a win. Grenade! <laughs> I just drive the so, car through. I don't know. Yeah, odd plot point again there. Uh, but Oliver, you know, comes through through the power of basically taking the rift from uh, Dark Knight ret- uh rises of you know you you can only do so much if you're uh willing to die but it's when you're fighting to live that Mm -hmm. you're really at your best um oh so moral of the story so he manages to uh pretty convincingly uh stab the crap out of Roz and uh you know take him out takes over his little pinky jewelry thingy that makes him now he- the demon's head mm-hmm. and uh, probably gets shot by the police and falls off the dam. Yep. <laughs> so here's my thing also about the situation that, that follows that is that I was um, not really liking Malcolm's character too much. I mean, he's supposed to be this evil guy and he kind of seemed a little meh, you know, throughout the whole yeah. episode until the end. Right. Spider in a web, my dear. Spider in a web. Yeah. Yep. He, he plays the long game. Oh, God. The long yes. game was basically his deal to help Oliver was uh, Malcolm basically being put in charge as am. the demon's head yep. of the League of Assassins, uh, which, you know, they have a good scene at the end once Oliver gets rescued by Felicity in the Adam suit, mm-hmm. uh, flying, sub, you know, expertly. Whatever. <laughs> better, than, better than he does. We'll, we'll just let this one go. Uh, it gets rescued at the end, though. He, yeah, he, he gives Malcolm, obviously, the little pinky ring thingy, and thus Malcolm becomes the demon's head, uh, with Talia very unhappy still with him, yes. but for now willing to bide her time. Mm-hmm. Uh, which so, was a good... Sitting there like, I, like I will cut you as soon as I get a chance. Yeah, it was a good ending though to it. I like that that storyline tied up very nicely. Well, it tied up Big and also led into and whatever we've got coming for the future with him running the league. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, you get an interesting because I mean they did a nice job where Raz Al Ghul is a position; it's not a person. Right. So it is now or uh, Rash Al Ghul. Rash Al Ghul. Rash. Rash. But the funny thing about that too is okay, so. R- the 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 original race I don't even know what the demon said the original mm-hmm. one that is that got killed he was telling Oliver that you know because of the prophecy you know he he lived through his sword you survived hence my he blade was, he survived that's hence he was supposed to be right. but so at the end Malcolm says he also survived so the arrow Oliver survived through brute force through power through you know yeah. willpower basically mm-hmm. whereas Malcolm survived through sneakiness because he got let go. Right. Yep. And he got tortured by him to mm-hmm. the point where he did survive his story. I mean, he even says it's a funny thing about prophecies. Prophecies, yeah. You can make yep. them work for you sometimes. Yep. And in this case, he definitely did. Sneaky. Um, long con. I, I'm hoping, what I hope they do, we don't see anything about League of Assassins next season until the very right. end. So we have some other big bad, some other thing we face next season, and then... We'll see the early indications of the return of Malcolm, and the, the you know season after that will be his his big return as ah 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 bad guy. We'll see. 
Yeah. I'm, well, I'm, they hooked I mean, me they in real good. We'll have to have, yeah, uh, uh, a big reason uh, next season for Oliver to come back because he's left. Basically, him and Felicity are off on the, we're done with the whole vigilante game and we're going to go have fun now yeah. for a while. Bet you that Live our well. lives. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see what catastrophic event is willing to you know get him and her back into the city uh yeah and the only thing i got a last thing to talk about this the new yeah. arsenal arsenal Two red arrow red arrow red arrow yes Speedy. uh yeah i mean she was pretty lightly used though so i was i wasn't too bothered by it yet. i like that she went My and had her, her had her goodbye with roy and yes and that he's like Keep the suit. I'm I'm out of that life, and he's made the clean break, and she's back back into it. And I was like, well, I guess I'm in then. Yeah, and I think at least she makes more sense than uh, she makes more sense than Laurel does because at least she was trained by Malcolm. I mean, that she spent a lot of time training with him, so at least that you know gives her a little more credibility. She she spent a lot of comic book time with him you know right if you, if you, it's like doing the math on how much time passes during the the story of the empire strikes back when you got to realize that luke's training consisted of like four days right right, right. And, well and, she spent months though right she was gone for months no, so the, at, least. at least gave her six months that's still not you know enough time to become oh. a master assassin but at least, no, at but least it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a courteous nod in the direction of this takes some time to to obtain these skills sure. and, and become yes. this person. And in all of her engagements, really, she didn't do that well. Ultimately, she held her own for a period of time each time, but really got owned in the face ultimately in all of her well, engagements, which you would expect from the yeah. least experienced fighter in the room. Right, right. Laurel, but on the other hand, is out there kicking ass and taking names, and they they yeah. don't they don't. Yes, she, she had like one episode where she got the snot knocked out of her, and then that was the end of them. And now she's just killer woman with the canaries cry, and off you go. And blah, 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 blah. anyway, for yeah, she was pretty, she was pretty terrible for the first several episodes, yeah. and then really it was what after Talia came and started training her that all of a sudden, yeah, she's turned the corner. Yes, and, and again, she got a mentor, and, and there's right. some belie- little bit of belie- comic book style believability there. Yeah. So, I mean, in the end, it wasn't bad. And then you you finally get the whole reason behind the Adam suit of Ray trying to do his um, shrink, shrinkage, basically, yep. the molecularization of it. And, and I love Ray. I love Ray. Yeah, this is great. Funny. He's like, oh, why doesn't this work? And he promptly blows up the entire top floor of his building. Yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome. Now, if we didn't already know that he's been cast in Legends of Tomorrow, we'd be more worried about him. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, you're guessing that, well, maybe his first test did work, and we'll see the the small version now of the Atom. Well, that's already been shown in in the trailer for Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, it is? Okay. It's just not clear. It seems like the power is in the suit, Hmm. which is is in keeping with the Atom. It was always a technology thing. It was just, you know, he had his belt that would would shrink him down. Yeah. I wondered with with the explosion if they were going to go with the and you know he's irradiated with nanoprobes and and yeah. the power is now in him, um, or well, they'll, they'll go back and, and say he, he shrunk just in time to not get annihilated by the explosion. Right, but he right. wasn't and in. Already, but he wasn't in the already, suit. He was he was working on the suit. So, but he's already been injected by the nanonites as right. well. Right, so he already so, has them in his system. And that, so. that may not even be a story element they're going with. That may have been right. just a one-trick pony of oh yeah, and here's why he survives this episode. 
we were exactly. kind of, we were kind of speculating that ooh hey now they're going to lead into and they'll then they'll they'll mutate and they'll turn nope guess not at least not so far Let's see. yeah so moving our attention over to a uh, much more uh, LSD uh, fueled uh, writing room over at Flash. <laughs> um, woo boy, howdy! Did we? Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you start off first with the old Rogue Air thing. Oh, do we have to talk about that episode? I don't know well, wait, why. Which one? The Rogue Air. Oh yeah. yeah. That was that was the cold. See. See. I'm show you guys what's up. See. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a yeah. main character in Legends of Tomorrow. Why? Why? And, uh, and Heat Wave. No, don't do that to us. Uh, I mean, really. And it's like, it's terrible to me that Captain Cold is the more tolerable one between <laughs> the two of them. Well, and, I, I uh, like one thing about Captain Cold is, is he is a credible threat not because of his Cold Ray, but because he's no. a genius level strategist. Yes. Right. I enjoy, yeah, at, if you get past the snarky delivery accent yeah. and the, the over the topness of it, yeah, he's a great character. I think he's an interesting mo- character. It's just really hard because he comes off so corny. Yeah, I just, yeah. so yeah, Rogar is basically, hey, let's, we need to move, we want to save the metahumans who are locked in the particle accelerator because we've sussed out that Dr. Evil Pants is going to turn it on and kill them all. Um, not to kill them all, but they're, they're just in the way. He's going to turn it on for reasons we don't understand yet. So they want to try and fly them all to the, the island of uh, that Arrowhood, the, the Argus yeah. facility on that island. Um, and we're going to recruit bad guys to help us. And that goes predictably well. And um, everybody escapes. Right. Uh, yes. Yay. So, this this to me is this is the symptom of the the wrong way that we do series in the United States, which is we have twenty three episodes we need to fill, and this one was total filler. The only <laughs> the only thing it did was set up Captain Cold for his a little bit more for his role in the spinoff series. Right. I think that was really the only thing they they hoped to get in just and fill a week because we have a quota to fill. Knock that off, guys. We don't need crappy episodes like that because the next episode was everything this one wasn't. This was a parade of... Wait a sec. Wait a second. Wait. There's something really big on this episode that we need to talk about. Okay, back up the truck. I may be melding them together in my brain again. <laughs> okay, so one of my favorite, and um, Grail will finish this story, but one of my favorite things while we were watching this episode of Arrow is when... You mean Flash. Um, I'm sorry, Flash. a Flash. Okay. Is when Joe is talking to the Flash and telling him, well, the Arrow does things like this all the time, and they always work out for him. Mm-hmm. And he's like... He's like, well, you're not that kind of hero. Yep. <laughs> and and so then, I was like, you're what we would call a a shittier version <laughs> of of the hero. Um, you're you're maybe you're setting your sights a little too high. <laughs> maybe you should like go for like blood donor level hero, yeah, and not arrow hero because you're terrible. <laughs> this. You, you've had your powers less than a year. Oliver well, that, had like the five reason years it works on that out for Oliver is because Oliver would have planned for the fact that they would have double crossed him. Right. Yeah, my whole point is Oliver would have planned for that and not only gotten those people in the truck to the jail, mm-hmm. he would have gotten Captain Cold to the jail right. too. Yeah. While, I mean, while using true. them to transport themselves. 
Right. Exactly. And Barry definitely is not the same type of hero. He's trusting. He's, he's naive. also honest. Yeah, whereas Oliver is not honest also with, especially with, you know, villains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, and then you actually, at the end of the episode, though, is the setup for the finale where the reverse flash comes back and goes, well, now it's time for me to do what I need to do with the particle accelerator. And Flash is there along with Arrow and uh, Firestorm. Yep. And they start fighting him. And again, the only person that's effective against them is Arrow. <laughs> Pretty much. Because he's got his special arrows that he manages to tag them with that shuts off his speed force. Mm. And then he starts beating the crap out of them. <laughs> and he recovers from it once. And then Firestorm hits him once. And then Arrow sla- hits him again with, the, with it and beats him down. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I'm out of here. And then Barry at the end is like, I, I finally you. caught you. <laughs> well, not really, Barry. Yeah. The arrow finally caught him. You just happen to be the only person left here to take credit for it. Yeah. And the funny thing is he used the same trick with Twice. an arrow in the back. The same yeah. trick he used on Barry. Yeah, true. It was crazy. Oh, good yeah. times. So, yeah. So then we go into the final episode. Well, no, there is one other awesome thing that was in that fight scene, which was Dr. Evil Pants getting his costume out of his ring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I give him that. That was pretty Classic Flash. And Cisco later on says, how did you do that? And he's just planting the seeds of Barry will eventually have his own Flash ring with his compact costume in it because that's just a a corny, you know, 40s era Flash thing to have. Oh, Uh, yes. So Captain Evil Pants, oh, excuse me, uh, Dr. Evil Pants is now in the uh, accelerator, and a lot of talking takes place. Yeah, one of the least action finales for a superhero show I've seen in a long time. Except for that last little bit, yeah. Except for the last bit, but anything yeah. else up to that, most of the episode is pure setup again. But it's, I thought it was good setup. It was an honest... Should I? Because basically, Dr. Evil Pants says, I will teach you how to go back in time to save your mom. I will use that same wormhole to get myself home to my home time. What's that worth to you? And the bulk of the episode is Barry agonizing and seeking advice on, should I do this? Right. And... Not just going for the jugular of, I'm going to go save my mom. Actually thinking about causality and what that might do to the universe and the world. And the interactions he had with Joe and um, Dr. Evil Pants. Who else did he consult as part of that? Oh, uh, Dr. Half, the Dr. Half of Firestorm. Uh, yeah, the Dr. Yeah, Half of Firestorm. And Iris. Uh, but each of those Iris. interactions, you know, fed him a piece of information, and it could have been really whiny. And because of the act who, who's playing Barry, there's always that little edge of whininess at times. Sure. But it was not; it didn't overshadow the the, the interactions. Felt pretty genuine, and um, you know, that could have been horribly boring. And I could have, I would have expected myself to be sitting there saying, "Can we get to the time travel bit and see what you know?" <laughs> and instead, I was like, "Hey, this is actually kind of interesting to watch. I wonder what if they're going to take this in an unexpected direction." Um, but he does eventually decide, "Okay, I'm going for it," and decides to go back in time. And one of the questions I had in my mind all season was. <laughs> 
Is it our Barry now that we're following, that we're going to follow directly back in time and see the fight between him and a version, the original version of Reverse Flash, Eobard Thawne, and instead he goes back and he witnesses the fight. So it is yet further future Barry, whom we have not yet, who, if you're watching quickly, is in a different version of the Flash costume with the yep. classic white background on the Flash emblem, um, who knows because he is Barry, knows that Barry is watching and gives him a little no, don't do it kind of shake of the head mm-hmm. and then continues his fight with Eobard and Dr. Evil Pants had already told him in detail you know, when future you saved child, ran off to save child you, I stayed behind and stabbed your mother through the heart. Because that's the kind right. of guy I am. Yeah. And Barry basically sits there and lets it happen. He, he basically changes his mind about trying to change the past based on that. And little- he doesn't. He, he mournfully sits there, I would have to say. Because yeah. he doesn't just kind of go, meh. No, he's like. But the, the, his interaction with his future self kind of pushes him over the edge of, I shouldn't tamper with Do this. Do this. Right. Um, so, but they give him the tearful moment with his mother as she is dying. Um, she just kind of accepts the fact that this guy in this, in this red mask is her grown-up son. Because, sure, hey, blood loss. Uh, I'll buy it. Right. Um, so he, he gets to, to tell her, we're okay you know, love you, and you know, have his closure moment with his dying mother. Right. Correct. And which leads us to the fun part, because <laughs> we've had the supersonic punch before. We've never had the wormhole punch before. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So they've been putting Dr. Evil Pants in um, a prop from the trailer for Legends of Tomorrow, actually. Um <laughs> Because it's basically the time travel bubble that we see Rick Hunter yeah. in, um, in the in the bits from, and he even makes a reference of Rick Hunter would be proud. He built the first one of these, you know. Um, so they're yeah. they're mm-hmm. heavily seeding all these shows with with uh, Easter sure. eggs for the upcoming spinoffs. Um, so big glass fishbowl that he's sitting in, basically, and he's getting ready to truck into the wormhole to go home to his his time, and Barry comes whipping out of the wormhole and does a super temporal punch through the glass and knocks Dr. Evil Pants on his ass. And everybody else on their ass. And actually, right before that, there's another interesting little Easter egg there, because right before he's getting ready to leave, Wally West's hat, the silver... You know, with the wings on it, the, the classic 40s yes. era. Classic. Flash classic, classic. comes flying out of the wormhole and just skids across the floor. Like, the, was that what I think it was? And yeah. Yes. Well, I like it. They go, what was that? And he goes, that's my cue to get That's out my of here. cue. Yes. There could be other flashes coming. <laughs> well, because the when Barry was, was whipping around the circle of the particle accelerator while Dr. Evil Pants was talking him through using the speed right. force to break the time barrier... There's all kinds of little flashes from the future oh, yeah. and the past that go flying by, which, of course, have been dissected in agonizing detail um, sure. by the nerds of the Internet. Um, with, 
you know, you get a flash forward of the Flash Museum in the future, and you flash back to you know the, the fight with his mother, a fight where his mother dies, and then you flash, mm-hmm. you get to see a flash of uh, Caitlin as Killer Frost from ooh, I'm assuming next season, um, mm. and there was another future bit. Flash Museum. Anyway, lots of teasers of things to come and things that mm-hmm. have, have gone before. Um, so the whole, hey, there's another Flash from another era that we may yet encounter. Um, they could have tons of fun with that. Um, so Dr. Evil Pants, like, you're not going to let me go home. You didn't change it. I'm going to kill you all now. Yeah. Because yep. I'm Dr. Evil Pants, the reverse Flash. And he and Barry proceed to throw down in the particle accelerator. And basically, as per usual, Reverse Flash is beating the snot out of Flash. Right. Because he's still the young version of Flash. He doesn't know the full extent of his powers. And he's like, I'm going to kill them all. And then something we predicted at some point uh, in this previous show. Eddie lives to everything he should Eddie be. Shows steps his, uh, up. Yeah, steps up and shoots himself. <laughs> shoots himself uh, through the heart, so he can instead right. of going for, so he can have some dying words. Uh, yeah, is, you know the effective way would be to go for the head, but hey, this is TV. Right. Um, and well, it was his heart that was broken. So true. He, he had had his moments with Iris. Of, oh, I, you know, I'll never, but I can still be a hero. Damn it. And yeah. he's also had been talked down to by Aobard saying, you are the one of our lineage who is the failure. Right. Everyone with the name Thawn had done something significant, and then there's you. He said, oh, yeah? Guess Suck what? Suck it. <laughs> I can unmake you with one bullet. And he does. Yep. And Dr. Eelpants first shifts back to his original form as Aobard, mm-hmm. and then dissolves goes bye-bye now this is where the writers have obviously not decided which version of time travel they want to go for because they've got bits of the causality loops where you make a change in the past and it bleeds through to the future or the alternate timeline where the original timeline remains existing and you just your version of you goes away on a different path but the other one continues down its path they have elements of both in this one because if it was the true causality one the minute Eddie Thawne was dead and Eobard Thawne could no longer exist everything we have seen in this TV series would have been instantly undone and all we actually saw was a dead Eddie and a disintegrated Eobard and nothing else appeared to have been affected. Well, except for a gigantic black hole that well, also. Opened but for up. a moment, it seemed everything was. For a moment, good. yeah, it right. seemed like so. It, they, they, yeah, they haven't really laid down the law as to what their theory on time travel. Which one is, are they going to go with? Other than obviously, you can go back in time and affect it because that's how Barry came to be, anyways, uh, or the Flash came to be, uh, but. But they've, they've given lip service to the alternate reality version because yes. Dr. Evil Pants has talked about, well, this isn't the way it happened the first time. I need right. the particle accelerator about five years ahead of schedule, and I'm going to make sure you, know, you, 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 the Flash, get created the way I want you to be created. So that indicates the alternate reality version. So 
Somewhat. You could argue that they basically time also was just correcting itself. And, so yeah, and we maybe, you killed the doctor who makes the Flash in five years, so it's maybe is accelerated, but it still happens. Right. Um, and to me, what I gathered from this was they're basically saying, yes, we know him, Thrawn dying here, and basically the future of Thrawn never existing just created a gigantic paradox. Right, and, and, and it manifests the, itself as a big horking scene. And that's what it's, yeah, and they're take on time travel, it manifests itself as a t- gigantic world-eating black hole. Yeah. Yes. So... There were some good moments in this one. I'm yeah. not, you know, there was some good stuff. Um, when Joe tells him goodbye, son, that was heartbreaking. That was awesome. Yeah. That was so sad. Also, and one of the other things we, we didn't touch on is the conversation between Dr. Evil Pants and uh, Cisco yeah. because oh, right. they become they come to the realization where Cisco tells Dr. Evil Pants the fact like, hey, I have this memory of an alternate timeline like, where you, you murdered me. me. And he's like, Oh, he goes, I'm sorry. He goes, Well, he goes, Oh, he goes, I'll Not never that I killed forgive you. I'm you. sure I had a, like, oh, no, I had a really good I'm sure I had a great reason for killing you, but I'm sorry to to you know inform you that you most likely have been affected by the particle accelerator. You're a metahuman. You sh- you're a metahuman because you should not be able to to have a memory of this, which is something we all were talking about right. uh, earlier on. So I'm glad they came around and kind of closed that loop or, or plot hole, basically, yeah. that Eddie was the only one or Cisco was the only one that remembered about the alternate timeline. Well, now you have a reason as to right. why and that I'm, might be. I like that because that, that was an annoying. Yeah. Because it was a very necessary plot device because uh, that was a big thing in them. Con- Becoming Figuring finally convinced that you know Doctor Evil Pants was in fact evil, right? And it was hanging on this thing that I thought was a really weak thread, of oh yeah, he's got dreams of an alternate timeline. Why is he not assailed by these dreams all the time? As you know, the timeline bifurcates over and over again. He should be insane by now. And now they can say, oh, it's because he's a metahuman. So they're going to have some future powers to explore with him. That's great. More storytelling fodder, more fun places they may be able to take him in the future. Great. So it went from a really sucky thing to a, huh, you had, you had my interest. Now you have my attention. Yeah. So now the, that leads me to the, the point of the team. So one of, my, one of my biggest disappointments is that the Flash team is definitely not the Arrow team. Okay? Yeah. The Arrow team seems to be competent. They know what they're doing. They have strong opinions. They're... You right. know, they just seem to have it more together. I am John Diggle, damn it, and you will listen to me. Exactly. Yeah. God, Diggle is awesome. <laughs> um, but then, you know, you have your Flash team, and your Flash team seems to be a little bit more loose and not quite so together, and they make more mistakes, and yeah, Ka- they just, Caitlin, and they're dumb I mistakes. really dislike Caitlin profoundly. She, she just, just now, doesn't seem to bring much to the table. Now, if you think about it, so you've got the Flash, you've got Cisco, who's also a metahuman, and then Caitlin... If that little snippet is true, who's going to be, what, is that a metahuman too, right? Killer Frost, yep. Killer yeah. Frost, yeah. So now they're turning into something completely different. It might be a good chink to throw in their little team vibe because, like I said, their team is not really the most effective team ever. Well, well they're, And they're going to need to rebuild because, and because next season is not going to be this team formed around Dr. Evil Pants. Right. Right. So they need to be stronger. So I'm wondering if Cisco will become the brainy guy back at base doing the Professor Xavier thing. 
Ah. Well, we'll see. I mean, because you're left with this gigantic black hole, which, and again, this is one of the other things that's, <laughs> I understand why, because it is the a show about the Flash, but basically anytime a giant problem appears, the best thing to do apparently is run at it. Run, run circles <laughs> around it, yes. So either run really fast back and forth or run in a circle or just but, run. But like I love that. the reaction of, of the doctor half of Firestorm, who's there, like, uh, it's that's a freaking you know terawatt wormhole. What's yeah. running gonna do? <laughs> right, right. So, I'm gonna run anyway. It's all I, I can gotta try because I'm gonna go counterclockwise, but, and that's but, gonna solve everything. So <laughs> the big science. question is gonna be what what happens? You know, what does this black hole and obviously Barry doing it? Is it gonna force some sort of reset on time or alternate timeline to appear at the start of next season? We'll see. Uh, it's possible. It's, a, it's, a, then, it's an opportunity then, for the for the writers to clean slate a lot of stuff. Not that they have a lot they need to clean slate. Right. And well, the other question is, is are they going to work a way then for possibly the original Dr. Evil Pants to not be dead? The actor is signed on for the entire season. So, so they're doing something with maybe yeah. the original Dr. Wells. Right. So, the, and the, that makes sense from the standpoint, well, if... Uh, Eobard Thawne never existed. He could never have come back and killed him and taken right. him. So you so might we'll have. See. And I'm glad that he's on because I love the actor. Yeah, yeah. He's, I love he did a the great actor. job. And though know, we did like the fact that once he became evil, he started wearing eyeliner. <laughs> I know. And when he was more <laughs> evil, he wore eyeliner and mascara. Yeah. Super Blame cool. the makeup department, okay? Right. <laughs> so that was cool. But I mean, overall, it was a good finale. Yeah. And I hope the show kind of has legs now under it. I think, and I mean, it was a good freshman effort. Yeah. It had a lot of the problems of, of young shows, especially sure. with, with the fantastical elements. And they are, they are shooting for a younger crowd than we. Yeah. Um, but I was excited and interested in the finale. I loved the, the Wally West helmet bit mm -hmm. and all the, <coughs> the snippets. And, and Oh, would you shut up? Why did I even answer the phone? Because that fact <clears throat> that you just mentioned is why I called. Uh-huh. The original Flash, who wore the winged helmet, was Jay Garrick, not Wally West. Wally West is the Flash that came after Barry Allen. Um, there's another Wally who was Kid Flash to... May, may not have been Wally West, but he was definitely named Wally. And he was the Kid Flash to Garrick's Flash. And he also wore the stupid hat. Um... But, but the hat's probably Jay Garrick. It's probably Jay Garrick's. I know they've they've cast someone that people are speculating may be that era Flash at least for an episode next season. Um, we'll see. So uh, thank you for the correction of of which uh, which Wally's hat. You guys hat just said Barry too many times, and it summoned me. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, Barry, are you listening? What? Uh, I was look, uh, not, not one of us was looking in a mirror when we said your name three times, Barry. Come no, on. we were not. I can guarantee that. Now, we, if you'd be looking, you at really interrupted me too. I was trying to put on my eyeliner. That makes me more evil. <laughs> <laughs> kind of picturing you with eyeliner, and I think I just a little a little peek came out. Um, <laughs> so DC still nailing it um, on television. The Early previews of Legends of Tomorrow. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously excited. I love, I, I, I really, really like the Adam Ray I Palmer love the character. Adam. So I think he can carry it a good amount. 
bringing back Sarah in the canary role, white canary, whatever the hell her name is. I liked her. I liked her in the role. Mm-hmm. So at least half the team I'm okay with. Yes. Captain Cold. Uh, Captain Cold. If he, if he cuts out the And outfit. Heat Wave. Both of them are in there. Yeah, that's, that's going to be That's hard. the weak point for me. Yeah. Um, the fact that they're going up against Vandal Savage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, you have my attention. Because there have been versions of, of him. He's... A an apocalypse level character, right? Immortal. You want to talk about playing the long game and bent on world domination, and the you know the MacGuffin of this show is they are going to be traveling through time to various points where he has made shots at taking everything over, mm-hmm. and they will be the force against Vandal Savage. Okay, decent villain with a good backstory. Lots of stories they can draw upon already written. Yeah. Um, time travel with, uh, what's the, uh, the actor's name? Played Rory in Doctor Who. Oh, yeah, yeah. Playing, playing Rick Hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, came off a little, and he got, he got like two lines, and he's basically British dude in trench coat at that point. Pretty much. I was like, uh, yeah. we're going to need more development over here. Because <laughs> he could be really annoying if you're not careful. But he I'm is- just going to write it off as that that is Rory. <laughs> and he, and he, stole, he stole the secrets of the TARDIS. And, and right. Well, you know, we don't really know what he did that whole time. He was the Spartan. That's true. 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 Waiting. So maybe this is just the fill-in. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> he is actually an Auton. Yes. Yeah. At some point, someone will stab him through the heart and be like, dude, what? And we'll reveal the hand, the gun hidden in his hand. Right. But anyway, um, so yeah, the, uh, the the Ray Palmer Adam he has grown on me. I did. I really dis- disliked him originally. He really felt like a, a low rent and goofy Tony Stark. I kind of didn't care about him at all originally. Yeah, and they, he's they, like a non-character. Kind of brought it around. I had I had to purge Superman Returns from my brain and stop looking at him and seeing Clark Kent. Um, and he's, the actor has successfully gotten me to forget that role and saying he's, he is the goofy, eccentric, um, billionaire technologist yeah. genius instead of the arrogant, self-assured, fundamentally broken billionaire playboy right. philanthropist. Well, and, I, and the fact that he just, he's not as like perfect in the stuff he does. Like his suit has had severe issues. issues. Yes. And he makes mistakes, and and he's he ha- he's arrogant, but not in the, any way the same way. He's Tony such Stark an optimistic, is. cheery yeah. kind of guy, though that yeah. it makes him a little different. Yep. Well, you know what the missing equation is is Jarvis, because Jarvis really built the Iron Man suit. True. I mean, he was he was fed the the inspiration, but the legwork was definitely done by Jarvis in a lot of those scenes. Oh, sure. Which cuts out a lot of the uh, obvious mistakes that um, the Adam had. Yeah. yeah, and and you, I mean, but how are you going to get a voice to to compete with Paul Bettany? Because he just nails the Jarvis role. Exactly. Yeah. I love the, the sarcasm and the oh yes, that's so not ostentatious, sir. Um, right. Just nailed it. And I, I hope they do more with uh, the vision with him and playing the role in the future because he was just he was tons of fun in Age of Ultron. Yeah, yeah. So I like the fact that the Adam suit is a work in progress. I like that they're bringing him into his pure power set, which is the, oh, by the way, I shrink. And I'm wondering if they're going to take it down to the extremes of the Adam, where like going down to the subatomic level at some point. 
um, right. and bringing others with him because that was a thing that, that Adam would sometimes say, here, here's your belt, you come with me or you know, gather near me and I'll take you down <laughs> the size with me. Um, Everybody hold hands, we're going to get small. Teeny weeny. Sometimes I like to get small. <laughs> That's never uh, a good thing. Oh, uh, no, I was waiting for somebody to get the Steve Martin reference there, but <laughs> I thought Barry might have had it in there, but not I yet. got it. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. Um, so, yeah, Legends of Tomorrow for next year or for next season. So we'll have three. Oh, and since we're on the topic of what the future holds, got to talk a little bit about Supergirl. You guys taking a look at that at all? Yeah, I watched the uh, intro, the preview for it. That was it was a decent sized one. It was almost five minutes. Yeah, it felt. They, 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 yeah. they fed us a lot um, of stuff. Actually, if you dig around on the internet a little bit, you can watch the whole episode. The pilots out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have not found time to do that. But it doesn't really take a lot of digging. No, Enter no. Supergirl pilot. Yeah. You're good. And boom, Google <laughs> is Google is your Jarvis. Yeah, I'm a little. I don't know. There's notes in there that I liked a lot. Um, who is it? Calicita Flockhart mm-hmm. is her boss. Yep. I liked that. I liked her interaction there. Um, some of it, I think it just, you know, there's definitely a lot of superheroes right now. So seeing yeah. one that's going into more of an origin story mode kind of makes me go, eh, I don't care as much about those because I've seen so many origin stories that it doesn't doesn't jive for me to watch her grow into her powers and learn how to be a supergirl. Well, I mean, she's obviously already knows all about her own powers. She knows about that. She's well, been somewhere. utilizing them. She just has decided that I'm just I just want to play human. She's but she's also to the point where she's she's still she thinks she can fly, but she's not sure because she makes a reference to that in the right. the preview. Um, she's you know still it's it growing into then maybe being a superhero. It's right. it just that part of me is kind of like eh, I might this one might be better to pick up later in the season or possibly on like season two. We'll see. I mean, because the the things that, that perked up my ears were the the very clear references saying Superman exists in this world. Yeah. There's Jimmy Olsen there bringing stuff and information from her cousin. Um, and she talks about her cousin. So is this the DC Cinematic Universe protruding into television or is it just the television users acknowledging that there is a Superman somewhere around here we're just not doing a TV show on him right now I just right. hope they don't do the first season of Heroes where she spends the entire time in a season trying to decide if she can fly or should jump off the building or not I think it indicated that she's flying by the end of the pilot good. Hmm. saving a freaking airplane at one point that's good so Yet, yes, yet, yet another opening scene with a super person uh, sh- ushering a failing airplane to the ground. Um, does not bode well for air travel. Does no, not, so seriously. Does. Why does the, anyone ever fly? Falling out of the sky like rain, I don't know. Um, again, just cautiously optimistic. It's getting a little crowded. And a little bit. These are all essentially uh, iterations and versions of the same production company. Mm-hmm. And same showrunners and you know high, high executive producer level people involved in all this. So, do they still got game? Are they gonna you know repeat the successes? And it, I just hope it doesn't become formulaic. And they've managed to make you know 
the tone and delivery of Arrow in its early days versus this first season of Flash, vastly different and successful in their different ways. Iolite has just recently been picking up Arrow from the beginning, so I've been going back and seeing some of those early episodes. Like, wow, this show has changed a lot in the intervening years. Because I just finished watching the season finale of the recent series and looking back at episodes one, two, three, I was like, okay. Yeah, they, they changed their approach and attitude quite a bit and made this a very different show. So I'm wondering what, what very different lies ahead for things like Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. We'll see. Because I, I just see Legends of Tomorrow as not really starting in its first season because these are basically all people, people that they've farmed in these other you know Bush League shows and now they're in the majors and going forth. And it's like you, you already know the backstory on all of them except for Hawkgirl and Rick Jones. And they even had Hawkgirl had a little cameo in the Flash uh, finale. She was, did? Yes. Well, had where was she? Did she I miss it? She was anonymous person looking up at the wormhole near the end. In you know, They kind of focused on the woman in the crowd. Uh-huh, yes. That's Hawkgirl. Mm. They, oh, just, they just put her there as okay. a little Easter egg for us to say, hey, guess who's coming to dinner? Um, okay, I was like, well, yeah, even I, I missed that one. I did not even get it. It was a little subtle and kind of sort of had to be totally pointed out to me by the greater internet nerd community. But that was the actress that they, they, they just stuck her in there just to have one more linkage between, or or maybe she'll be have her wings out and be helping Barry at the beginning of the next episode. We'll see. Um, so, DC. Keep bringing us more. We'll keep singing your praises and, and criticizing your weak episodes. <coughs> Rogue Air. Um, <laughs> that was so bad. Oh, Anything with the Rogue's Gallery, basically. Oh, yeah. Actually, I'm kind of glad that the two guys are going off to... Because they won't be back. Because <laughs> they won't be back and they won't do Rogue's Gallery crap anymore. Unless the sister stays, but who knows? Oh, God, she's even worse. Golden Glider, no, no. I know. Oh, my God. They even had Cisco give her the name. Uh, Yeah. I threw up a little in that scene. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay, let us plow through the remainder of our uh, taglines, because we've got like 16 minutes left. Oh, yay. Oh, you know what? There was one thing I did need to say about Phoenix Comic Con. Ah. Best panel. Jason Isaacs. Really? It was the I was least interested to see his panel, right. and it was the best panel. What m- stood out, or where did they go that made you go, "Whoa"? His personality is just—he's a complete geek. He is a total nerd, as far as uh, comic book nerds, you know, movies. Debonair Jason Isaacs we're talking about here. Yes, and he's a techie, not a truckie, a techie. He loves technology. He's he's absolutely just a guy that you could talk to for hours. Wow. So that's what made his panel the most amazing panel. He was I just have so clearly been judging a book by its cover for a well and and the roles that he has occupied. Right. He seems very, you know, debonair, very, you know, very put English. together. Um I mean, the the Lucius Malfoy character that he does in Harry Potter is arrogant and snobbish and but everything, it just, that surprises me and, and delights me to hear that he is a massive nerd under He's that. such a nerd. Awesome. He's really cool. And he, and he had a great story about his Harry Potter whole situation. But yeah, he's, he was actually by far the best panel. 
I love being surprised by stuff like that. Me too. Um, for me, it was uh, last year was Bruce Campbell. He surprised you? Just because the man knows how to work a room. <laughs> he wasn't giving a presentation. He was... Schmoozing. Work, he was schmoozing, working the room, and doing almost vaudevillian. Hey, how you doing? Come on up here. Hey, don't talk back to me. I'll do the jokes. Thank you very much. And you know that level of, of ongoing constant banter. And they had the, the whole, he was judging the Ash costume contest. Oh, right. Um, yeah. And just had some witty, snarky observation about every single one of them um, that he just made up on the fly. So he's just a consummate professional at solo improv. Yeah. Like, some people are just good at that. And he and, has that yeah. gift because I remember that's, you know, that's my, one of my big memories from last year. So, yeah, I love, I love and it surprised me. It came out of nowhere and, like, and it just is a joyful, happy thing. So I'm glad you had that experience with, with Isaacs. Yeah, very surprising. And uh, Lexa, um, I had spoken, I had been tweeting and Boba Fetish was tweeting Lexa back. Lexa Doig? So yeah. How did she pronounce she, that last name? D-O-I-G. I have no idea. Doig. I didn't go to her panel, but I did take a picture with her because of, you know, Boba had asked I saw me little to. Boba was in the photo. I know. She was the sweetest person, too. Surprised me. You walk up to her and everyone, you know, you take pictures where they're like, just to the left. Don't talk to the mm -hmm. celebrity. Blah, 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 blah. No eye contact. Yeah. You go up to her and she's like, hi, what's your name? You know, what are you doing here? What's this you have in your hand? And it was the little Boba doll. And she was really, you know, trying to connect with you. That's awesome. She's really cool. And she's a really good actress and super pretty. Strikingly attractive. Super oh, yeah. pretty. Um, so, yeah, those were my two very surprising moments of Comic-Con this year. Awesome. Anyway, uh, so games. It, yes, <laughs> games and video game type stuff and this tech, general tech stuff. Um, a, a very much requested feature uh, that people who love and use Steam have been asking for Valve's, hey, can we have a, like an easy and reliable way to get our money back if we have buyer's remorse or we buy something that cannot be made to work properly on our gaming rigs? Please? Pretty please? And they have finally implemented exactly that. Uh, through, if you go through the help menus in Steam, there's a very obvious click here to request refund. And I like one of the ways that they will just almost not even question you and immediately give you a refund is if you have not played a game at all or barely logged any hours playing a game. They'll just say, they'll green light it and say, here's your money back, and they'll take it out of your Steam library. So if it's really clear, like, I was never able to get this game to load. I have zero hours played. I have effectively not received this game. Then, of course, you should get a refund. Um, that's awesome. I think, and it's, and it's allowing them to leverage the demographic information you're giving away to them for free. The I'm going to let you monitor what I play and how long I play it and what games I own and, and use that information, you know, sell it to advertisers or use it to make recommendations to me, whatever. This is one positive feedback on that is, oh yeah, you can also use that information to confirm that I have only been able to play this game for two hours and it's totally legit that I should be asking for my money back. I'm not trying to scam you where I've finished the game and now I want a refund. So. That's very nice. Seems like a brain dead simple thing that they just finally have now gotten around to implementing it. Makes Steam even better. Yeah, it's a good... Uh, 
system and they have some rules around it, which are nice. Um, the article that we linked in the show notes is actually an opinion article that goes through, uh, somebody trying to use the refund process. And he brings up some interesting points. I mean, the fact that it defaults to basically putting whatever you spent back into your steam wallet, um, as the default option. And then, but there is a drop down that allows you to choose other methods of getting your money back, which to me is, like anywhere else, if you went into a uh, a retail store and you return something, most lo- many stores out there will say, "Do you want store credit or do you want right. uh, you know it cash back?" They will or always offer store credit as the first sure. option. Like, we we would really love it if you would spend that money here. Right, right. We want to yeah, and we want to keep hold of that money. Right. So. I beg to differ. Some stores just ask, "How would you like that back?" Some stores. But, <laughs> uh, that's why I qualified my statement with many stores. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you go to GameStop with a game, they're going to ask you if you want store credit first. Mm-hmm. If you do that at Best Buy, they're going to ask you that as well so it's it's a common uh, practice so to see that done in an online venue seems just as fine to me as well i mean good customer service is good customer service this is just an interesting way where they've been able to mostly automate it where the good customer service will just happen if you are, are clearly not trying to scam them yeah though the interesting thing is when this person uh, who wrote the article did go to put a, uh, a refund in for a $5 game, uh, he said the interesting thing that he noticed is right off the bat is that you're requesting a refund. So it does do some sort of authentication on yep. your request. Now, is it automated or is it actually going through people? I, I'm sure it depends on certain factors, such well, as if you have 20 hours played in the game or something like right. that. You're, you're clearly trying to scams, but also systems like you buy something as a part of the Humble Bundle mm-hmm. and then attempt to refund one component of that. It sure. comes back yes. and says, no, you got a massive discount. You can return the whole package if you haven't played any of it, but right. if you bought it as a package, you, you get to return what you bought, not right. buy a fruit Peace basket mail. and return the peaches. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just not how it works. So that's the, the kind of checking they do is, okay, yes, we see this game in your library, but how did it get there? Did sure. you buy it individually, basically at retail price, or did somebody bundle it? Uh, okay. So, but it looks, it's, I'm glad they're making efforts to make the system friendlier. Yeah. And, you know, obviously this transition can work both ways. We are not here only to vacuum money out of your wallet with every one of our glorious, juicy, awesome sales. Yeah, and they, they appear to be doing a better implementation on this than, say, paid DLC. So Yeah, and the rollout of this one, a little smoother, a little better reception. Right. and So they can do it right. Mm-hmm. Yes. and But not everything can be done right. So in a triumphant move for uh, the thinking consumer of televised entertainment, uh, Amazon has looked at the viewership for some of their reality shows. Now, reality shows, those things that networks love to pump out because they're cheap and easy and quick. And boring. And boring and bad and highlight all that is worst with humanity because they're freaking train wrecks that they're hoping we will drive by and watch slowly because the carnage. Oh, God, the carnage. Mm Mm-hmm. They've realized that when you give people on demand, when they're not captive to what the network is deciding to play in a particular time slot, when you shift to the on-demand model where people can make a choice about what they actually want to spend their time watching, suddenly 
reality TV doesn't get viewed anymore. Yep. So Amazon is stopping production on Mob Wives and Teen Mom. God, because they are so bad. Two down. How many more to go? Um, The times where I've waxed poetic and philosophical on this show about how glorious I think the Netflix model of producing things for on-demand viewing is, where they can produce something like Daredevil that appeals to a certain small segment of the, the population but a big enough population where it makes them the money that they need to make to make a profit on their rather large investment on it. This is the other side of that coin of you ship us Drek that is offensive and horrible and boring and put it next to good things. We're going to choose the good things. Your model of force feeding us crap on broadcast channels. It don't work no more. We're TV snobs. We can afford to be TV snobs now because we have all these new options. Right. Well, yeah. And, and in a lot of cases, especially like we were just talking about Arrow and Flash, the way I consume those is by buying the season yep. on Amazon. That's which, clearly voting with your wallet. Which means, yeah, exactly. So because I'm able to pick and choose what I want to watch, then the stuff that you're throwing on that maybe I'll just leave on because whatever it's on network television. I don't, I don't care. I need something on in the background that isn't needed at all. Mm -mm. Once you've when when you're forced to really kind of choose what you want to watch, it's, it's pretty easy to ignore that type of crap. Um, you know, on the flip side, I do know of people that are very, very smart that like that type of stuff just because it gives them a chance to completely veg out. We have, our, we all have our guilty pleasures. Market that's for that, but apparently not big enough for them to want to continue. Not for folks in our position. See, I've been, I've really been deep diving on my Netflix account lately into a lot of documentaries. So I've done documentary on Rush, another one on the Eagles, a couple on people I'd never heard of in, in the music promotion business. Mm-hmm. Um, I found one last then on uh, actually a you know, Japanese, you know, in Japanese and subtitled documentary on uh, Hayao Miyazaki from uh, oh, yeah. Studio Ghibli. Yep. Eating that kind of thing up and I'm just, I've been trying to troll deeper and deeper past the suggestions just into the raw catalog on Netflix to find these things. And I'm doing that instead of consuming something like reality TV because I have the option now. So I can go for something really obscure, you know, a a Japanese documentary about Studio Ghibli, not exactly mainstream, but it's what I spent my viewing time on yesterday evening because I could. Hmm. And I I am by default shutting off a viewer stream to something that may have been served to me when I had no other choice. So, well, I guess I'll watch Mob Wives because it's what's on and it's least, oh, look, they're being vile to each other. Great. I guess that's, ah. I don't know why, why am I watching this? I think I'll just <laughs> yeah. nip off and shoot myself. Um, so more, 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 more is all I can say about this is oh, yeah. just proving, proving that it, the model works. Yeah, exactly. It's good to exactly. see that the model is responding and the companies are responding to the feedback we're giving them, yeah, which is, this isn't the stuff we want. Uh, make more Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I mean, there's plenty of things that are being made that I am not watching, but other people are. 
Orange is the New Black. Never watched it, but I know that it's wildly successful it in some great. other demographic. Mm-hmm. Yep. We all get what we want. Sure. And I'm I'm hoping that this is a trend that continues where the companies producing these things will be satisfied with something that is less than a blockbuster. Right. So it, if they can be satisfied, that I'm getting enough, and I can continue to produce this, and everyone on my staff is compensated, they are creating something they love, they can feed their families, advance their careers. What's wrong with this model? So what? It didn't take America by storm. It took our audience by storm, and our audience was big enough for us to all have jobs. Sure. Yep. I want thousands of studios like that in operation, spoon-feeding their slot, their little segment of the, of the uh, population that wants what they're making. Yep. Mm-hmm. More, more, sure. more. Speaking uh, of direct to uh, Netflix, um, <clears throat> the Wachowskis, Sense8 is um, out now. I the hope that's season. wildly successful for them because they've had a lot of stumbles. I, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Jupiter Ascending is still <laughs> still in the, my brain, so it's going to take but a while before I watch any of their crap. But this was written by JMS. Uh, J. Michael that, that's a big draw for me. Yeah, yeah, maybe. That's why I'm going to check it out. That guy can tell a long story arc like nobody's business, be it in comic form or um, an epic movie like Thor. Or Babylon Five was my first exposure yeah. to him. You, you want to talk about long form storytelling? There's, so here's here's hope. But yeah, the, the there's a chance. I I'm but, a big fan of his series Jeremiah too. I liked that a lot. We'll we'll see. It, it's on my list of when I've run out of other things I'm interested in. I may give it a it shot. Out. Yeah, yeah. They, so. They've had so many stumbles. It's a matter of oof, not feeling not feeling the warmth from those guys. Like, you, you don't understand. You never saw Jupiter. No, and I never will because yeah. you waved me off. You saved me so bad. Uh, but it was pretty. It was definitely visually like don't ever have volume on or subtitles. <laughs> and Just watch the visuals. You'll, you'll improve the movie immensely. Uh, but anyways, gaming. So with E3, you're like right around the corner. Yep. Uh, some already pre-announcements of some pretty big titles. Uh, XCOM 2 got announced this previous week with a large trailer uh, showing the world has moved on and apparently embraced our alien overlords. We love our aliens. (laughs) They just came to help us. I, for one, welcome our alien overlords. Yeah, we blew up their big mothership, but apparently that didn't stop them. And so uh, they're now kind of integrated with our society. But obviously we have some sort of resistance force going against them. Showed some new types of aliens in the the trailer. Alien Nation vibe. Yeah, kind of that feel. Uh, Big uh, PC only. Which is awesome. Which is cool because the mods that for uh, XCOM and then uh, Enemy Within and uh, Enemy Unknown, the the Longmore... Long War mod specifically was really, really well done. So I'm excited to see uh, what they take from that and incorporate it into the game going forward. Uh, so that was a big announcement. This Fallout 4 being announced is pretty big. big the, yeah. Boston, the Boston trailer, yep. Yeah, that's that's close to you know Skyrim uh but six being announced, mm-hmm. or or dare I say, it's it's approaching Half Life three levels of announcement. My favorite uh, riff on on the Fallout four announcement was the a mock up of the most important feature added to Fallout four, and it's it's a picture of the Vats interface uh-huh. with 
the groin labeled as a potential target area. Oh, well, that's important <laughs> as hell. <laughs> it's always key to shoot for the nuts. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks good. They teach you to go for the nuts. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. And I mean, but we'll see. This is Bethesda themselves doing it, who yep. made Fallout 3. Uh, not the same house that did Fallout New Vegas. So yep. I'm curious to see from a story standpoint, because while Fallout 3, from a technical standpoint, was really, really well done, story-wise, didn't quite hit the same notes that New Vegas did in terms of being... Uh, in alignment with Fallout 1 and 2. And also, it had memorable characters. They yeah. did a really good job. They got a lot of recognizable voice actors and actresses in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it, it's a, a venerable series that has, has it, its ups and downs, but mostly ups. So, the, the, excitement, oh, yeah. the excitement level on this one uh, was quite high um, in, in, in the nerdosphere, yes. Yeah. I'm just really hoping people refer to it as Vault 11 first. Vault 11 11 yeah, yeah. He's got he's got one 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 on his back. <laughs> yep. That's we where shall he's from. see. Uh, see. And then you also had a, a link here to Dark Souls three. Yeah. So this one was more of a leak than a official announcement, mm-hmm. but rumored uh, uh, screenshots as well as some gameplay from it. Which, uh, considering the studio just pumped out Bloodborne for uh, PS4, uh, for them to already be ready to dip back into the Dark Souls well uh, is pretty impressive, really, if it, more than anything. I mean, Dark Assuming Souls... it turns out to be true. If it turns out to be true, but again, I don't know what else... It sure looks pretty. Like, what else could this yeah. be? <laughs> so, anyways, it does definitely appear to be new content. Uh, and Dark Souls 2 from, you know, just released on the PS4 and... Xbox One not too long ago with their enhanced version. They also did an update on the PC. So, you know, good on them. It's definitely a style of gameplay that has gotten a lot of popularity, uh, basically beating your head against a wall. I mean, this is a descendant of Demon's Souls, right? Yes. Demon's Souls kicked my ass on the PS3, is my memory of that. I was not good at that game. Yeah. It was gorgeous. But it, I, oof, it took me. It took me several frustrating play sessions to finally get my head wrapped around how to play it properly. Gotcha. Loved it, but it was it was the, the ooh, wow! I've my my console skills are really rusty because I keep getting dead. <laughs> but I'm also very old, so true. And finally, because we're oh, we're over time here, so yep. um, Microsoft continuing their trend of kind of changing themselves from the company that we will sell you the operating system and the major office suite to run on the operating system and you must use all of our stuff to, if you want all of our features to work well together, going the opposite direction of all that is like, we're going to offer you services wherever you turn and we're going to make them awesome. You want to use Office on your iPad? Great. Here it is. It's free. Enjoy. You want to use cloud-based storage? Great. OneDrive, bring it on. Office 365, whatever. Bring it, bring it everywhere from on all the platforms. Right hand in hand with that, they have now announced Cortana, which is their answer to Siri, the voice interface uh, you know, personal assistant, um, is leaving ex- exclusivity on the Windows Phone platform and will be heading out for Android and iOS. Yay! We can all have a little Cortana on our phones. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, then she'll go uh, revenant and will kill us all. 
<laughs> Possible. It could happen. But, you know, in, in that theme that you were going off on for Microsoft, they've recently, if you have a copy of Windows 7, and I'm assuming Windows 8 as well, yeah. uh, had a little pop-up in the taskbar saying, hey, by the way, register here to get your free copy of uh, Upgrade to Windows 10. July 29th, baby. Yeah. So I've set that on all our computers. and. Yep. Kind of excited. I'm rather looking forward to that, too, because everything, the, the demo versions I played with, I was like, this is what I was hoping Windows 8 was going to be. Right. You have, you have corrected many of the sins of the past. So, Satya Nadella, you are a, a good CEO with good ideas, and bring us more like this. Yes. And you will get all the monies all the times. And that long stream of consciousness with no break... <laughs> Brings us to the end of this returning from, uh, what was it, two weeks off. Uh, it was only supposed to be one, but damn you, Phoenix Comic Con, Phoenix Comic Con. Anyway, but I'm, it's a good thing I'm not bitter. Good thing. <sighs> I'm a kitten, you're a kitten. I'm a kitten, you're a kitten. Okay. Uh, I, am, I am at one with the universe. And you have been listening to our lovely episode of Casually Hardcore. You can find us on the World Wide Web at alphageekradio.com we were on various social media such as the Bookface and uh, the tweeter find us on facebook just search for either alpha geek radio for the network or casually hardcore for the show and follow us there i have things set up where you'll get alerts when episodes are posted and when things go live on the air all those informative things that you get through social media happen magically and I don't even have to press the buttons anymore. In fact, I should probably just fire myself because I've now made myself redundant. <laughs> Good night, all. No. Uh, <laughs> you can send us emails to the show at alphageekradio.com. That's the show at alphageekradio.com. You can participate in our subreddit, alphageekradio.reddit.com, where you can submit links to interesting content you discovered during the week on the internet that you would like us to talk about on the show. You can also go in there and look at the things that other people have suggested and vote them up or vote them down depending on your level of interest. And we appreciate the volunteers that spend their time in there sending us suggestions, data mining the greater internet for fun, interesting, and nerdy things for us to talk about on the show. We appreciate all the time you spend. Please keep it up. If you'd like to support the network, go to patreon.com slash alphageek and you know, send us a buck a month. Keep the, keep the lights on, the servers streaming. Um, if you want to donate to the network a different way, you can come to alphageekradio.com and click on the Amazon search tools on the right-hand side. And if you need to buy something off of Amazon and you start your search there, when you finish your transaction, you will pay nothing extra, and we will get a little bitty cut of each transaction, and that'll help us keep the lights on. And we appreciate you taking the time to do so. <sighs> Feels good to get my nerd on like that after a break. <laughs> Two weeks off. Two weeks. Two weeks. I have been Gnomewise. I have been Dexa. And I've been Grail. I don't think he's still on the call. Well, then, let's close then the show. Then why are you waiting? I don't know. I didn't realize he'd hung up on us. <laughs> why Why would you let him hang up on us? You exactly. should hang up on him. Rat bastard left me hanging. Yeah, he's gone. Damn you, Barry. Bye-bye, radio people. Bombardita, 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 bombardita,